Would you turn to the 67th Psalm? Psalm 67. Psalm 67, God, be merciful unto us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us that thy way may be known upon earth, thy saving health among all nations. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. O let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon earth. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. He repeats what he said in verse 3. Then shall the earth yield her increase, and God, our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Let's pray together. Lord, we ask that we might be enabled by your spirit, by your grace, from our hearts to praise thee. Lord, we praise and give thanks for who you are. Lord, make that real to each heart here that we might be enabled to praise thee for who you are. Lord, we ask that you would have mercy on us and bless us and cause your face to shine to us for Christ's sake, in his name we pray, amen. If I were going to give this uh, psalm a title, I would call it the missionary psalm. Now I want you to notice in uh, verse 2 that thy way may be known upon earth, thy saving health among all nations, let the people, the Gentiles, everyone, praise thee, O God. Verse 4, O let the nations be glad and sing for joy. Um, verse 7, God bless us and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Now he's asking for the Lord's mercy and grace and blessing upon the nations 
the Gentile nations, not just the Jews. He's praying for the Gentile nations. And this is uh, something that's certainly been on my mind and heart, and I've asked that uh, you pray about this. Um, Moose Parks is going to be coming back to the States this month, and for the first time in, I reckon, 35 years, we don't have a missionary that we support on a regular basis. And I think that is so important for us to know that things are not just happening in these four walls, but outside. And I pray that the Lord would send a missionary. And by missionary, I'm talking about somebody who preaches what we preach, who believes what we believe. Somebody that believes the exact same thing. But right now, as of uh, this month, there will not be a missionary that we actually support. We support missionaries' wives who have died and so on. But I pray that the Lord will send us somebody to be behind and support. So as the Lord enables you, make that a matter of prayer that the Lord would bring us somebody. Now let's look at this psalm, the missionary psalm. But here's what must take place first. God be merciful unto us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. Before we can think about being his witness, here's what I need. I need mercy. I need his blessing. I need him to cause his face to shine upon me. You know, this is the uh, benediction of the great high priest in Numbers chapter 6. Would you turn with me there? Numbers chapter 6. Now the Lord said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. But before I can be a fisher of men... The Lord's going to have to do something for me or I can't do it. And that's what he's asking. Mercy, blessing, God's face to shine. Look in Numbers chapter 6, beginning in verse 22. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and to his sons, saying, On this wise you shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee. And keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee. And be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee. And give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel. The Lord our righteousness. They'll put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. And this is what the psalmist is asking for. God, be merciful unto us. Be gracious to us, is the word. I need his grace. Moses said, oh, that I might find grace 
in thy sight. I need the same grace that Noah found. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Pure, free grace. I need grace. God be gracious to us and bless us. His spiritual blessings in Christ. And cause his face to shine upon us. Verse 2. Here's why. That thy way may be known upon earth. And thy saving health upon all nations. Now here's once again why we would call this the missionary psalm. Do you know that if I, if you and I know the Lord, if we do, we want others to know him. And we want everybody to know him. We want all nations to know his way, don't you? I'm, wherever, whatever country it is, whatever uh, language it is, whatever culture it is, whatever ethnicity is, it is, don't you want people to know his way? Isn't it a blessing of grace to know the way to God? Christ said, I am the way. There are people who've never heard that. Now, that doesn't take away from their uh, responsibility to live up to the light God gives them. The light of creation tells everybody God ought to be sought. All you've got to do is look at this creation and know God is and I must seek his face. That's evident. But there are many nations that have never heard the gospel. And you and I, this ought to be foremost in our thinking. That all men might know the way. May the Lord impress that upon us. That all men might know the way. That's what the psalmist wanted at this time, that thy way, the way of grace, the way of righteousness, the way of peace, the way of truth, the way of Christ, that thy way might be known among the known upon earth. And I love the way he says this, thy saving health among all nations. I like the way this is translated, thy saving health. You know the most healthy thing in the world is the gospel. You know, we could uh, uh, send uh, medicine and, and food, and uh, th th those are good things. I'm not uh, uh, saying anything against that. But what's the most healthy thing in the world? The gospel. What's the most healthy thing for you? Emotionally, spiritually, the gospel. I love this term, thy saving health. There's nothing more healthy than the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I, it's, it's the cure. You know, if I told you I've got a pill that'll take care of every disease, you'd say, what? The gospel. Thy saving health. To be known among all nations. I, I hope the Lord will put in us a light of fire in us. That we might want his saving health to be known among all 
nations. Now he says in verse 3, let the people praise thee, let all the people praise thee. Now, in the Psalms, we find 136 exhortations to praise the Lord. Now that's something done from the heart. It's going to come out in the mouth, but it's something done from the heart. This praise the Lord. I know people use it flippantly. Uh, what they have the PTL, PTL club years ago, praise the Lord club. That's blasphemous. That's an irreverent use of his name. But let all the people praise the Lord because of this. He's worthy to be praised. He is utterly worthy to be praised. Let me ask you this. If he didn't save you, would he still be worthy of praise? That's the point. He is worthy of praise. And this is the desire of the psalmist. Let all the people praise thee. The Lord ought to be praised. Turn over to the 150th Psalm for just a moment. The last five psalms begin with uh, praise the Lord, but this 150th Psalm, let's read this together real quick. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath, the breath of life, praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Let all the people praise him. Look in verse 4. Oh, let the nations, Jew and Gentile, oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon earth. Now here is the reason for praise. Thou shalt judge the people righteously. Shall not the judge of the earth do right? Now, the gospel we believe, the gospel of the scriptures, is preeminently with regard to the righteousness of God. There's no more important word than that, the righteousness of God. Let me quote you some scriptures. Romans 1 16 and 17, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for therein, in the gospel, is the righteousness of God revealed. 
Now, if you ask the average person out on the street, what's the chief attribute of God? You know what they'd say. Well, his love. His love. Well, we love his love. But their understanding of the love of God, it's an unrighteous love. The gospel is about the righteousness of God. Romans 3, turn with me there. Romans 3. Verse 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified. Freely, by his grace, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth, foreordained, to be a propitiation, a sin-removing, atoning sacrifice, whom God hath foreordained, a propitiation, through faith in his blood. What's the evidence that he's propitiated to you? You have faith in his blood. You really believe that the blood of Christ is everything in your salvation. And you're relying on what his precious blood accomplished. Now look what it says. To declare, verse 25, his love. To declare his mercy. To declare his grace. That's all it says, is it? To declare his righteousness. For the remission of sins that are past, through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say, at this time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. What is declared? His righteousness. Now let me show you what I believe this looks like. I don't believe this is what the scripture teaches. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And this is, this is on my mind so much because I, I got a letter just a few days ago from a, a man who said he believes grace. He believes it's all of grace. But he just can't get past this one verse. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Now, you're going to receive. I'm going to receive the things done in my body according to what I've done, whether good or bad. Because of the gospel, everything done in my body is good. It's what the Bible calls justification. He shall judge righteously. And he will be giving every believer exactly what they deserve according to righteous judgment. Now, if this verse means anything else, and it doesn't, I'm sure of that. But if it does mean anything else, that calls into very question the 
Hope of the gospel. I'm a, yeah, I'm saved by grace, but I'm going to have some kind of judgment where I'm going to be receiving the things done in my body. Now, I, I would never sin again. I would never be disobedient. I would never sin again. But if God judged me on the things I've done, I'd be in trouble. You would do. But this is Christ's righteousness literally being my righteousness. So that the things done in my body are all good. This is the great mystery of the gospel, isn't it? Um, and here is what we praise him for. He'll judge the nations righteously according to strict righteousness. Everybody is going to receive the things done in their body. Turn with me to Revelation 20 for a moment. Verse 11. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. There was found no place for them and I saw the dead small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead, those dead in trespasses and sins, were judged out of those things which were written in the book according to their works, the things done in their body. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works, the things done in their body. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life. That book with all the names of the elect written in them. The lamb slain from the foundation of the world. A book of life. All their works are works of life. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now, don't you want everybody in the world to hear this message? The message of the righteousness of God. We want everybody, and we want to give ourselves to everybody hearing this message. Back to our text. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations which are upon the earth. Aren't you thankful right now that the Lord is governing every nation? You know, I read every day about what's going on in the Ukraine and I always have to remember this. God's governing everything that takes place. And whatever he does is right, and we rejoice in that. But we do pray for them. We pray for that conflict. We pray for the Lord to stop uh, the, the uh, bloodshedding at that time. We pray for the world. I, uh, but uh, I'm thankful the Lord governs every nation, every event. The government is upon his shoulders, isn't it? Verse 5, he repeats himself. 
Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. He repeats what he said in verse 3. Everybody ought to praise the Lord. Then, verse 6, Then shall the earth yield her increase, and God, even our God, shall bless us. Now, we do not praise the Lord in order that he would bless us. That's mercenary. That's mercenary. We don't praise the Lord in order to get the increase of the earth. If I praise the Lord, I'll, uh, what I do will be blessed. My, I'll have more money. I'll have more health. I'll have all these blessings. Let me remind you. The Lord's blessing is spiritual blessing. Ephesians 1.3 Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Now, every one of us want health. I don't want to be sick. I've been sick. I'd rather be healthy. Every one of us want money to pay our bills. I don't want to be in debt. I don't want to be under the gun all the time. We want money to be generous to the cause of Christ, to support the gospel. We want blessings, material blessings, physical blessings, and so on. But those things, I'm thankful for them. But those things are not God's spiritual blessings. You can have all the money in the world and be the most healthy man in the world and be under the curse of God. His blessings are spiritual blessings. Being chosen in Christ. Being justified. Being holy and unblameable and unreprovable in God's sight. That's God's blessing. Now we're not saying praise you, then the earth shall yield her increase as a result of us giving proper praise. That's not what the psalmist is saying. We praise him, and the earth yields forth her increase, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. You know why he can speak with such uh, confidence? God said he would. This is a part of his grace. God's determined to do this. We are confident in his blessing for Christ's sake. Now, here's why I believe God will bless me. One reason, for Christ's sake. Ephesians 4.32, be kind. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. He didn't forgive you for any reason but for Christ's sake. And if you're a believer, that's the way you want it. You want everything you have to be for Christ's sake. God shall bless us and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. The people in the uttermost parts of the earth, the people in the other nations that have never heard in his blessing, oh, what a blessing that those people shall fear him. Now that's talking about the fear of the Lord, the reverence of the Lord, the awe of the Lord, 
That's the beginning of wisdom. We haven't even commenced to get started in wisdom apart from this thing of the fear, the awe, the reverence, the respect of the Lord. And the only thing that demonstrates a true fear of God is you're afraid to look anywhere but Christ alone. Nothing in my hands I bring. Simply to thy cross I cling. There is the fear of the Lord.